Okay, today's daf is daf kuf yud aleph. We're going to begin on daf kuf yud aleph by on the top over there, nasan asakesev li yehirov. The Mishnah teaches <clears throat> if the robber gave the money to the to the koyin b'mishmar of yehoi yodiv, and then gave the korban osham to the koyin's watch, so the following koyin who's b'mishmar to to sacrifice it on his behalf, the halacha is he's fulfilled his obligation. If he first gave the guilt offering to the Kayan's watch of Yehoiadov, and then gave the money to the Kayan's watch of, um, we said of uh, Judea, if the Oshem is extant, then the members of the Kayan's watch who receive the money should sacrifice this. Warren now quotes a Bryson that records a machlekas between Tanaim concerning this case. Tanarabana, we learned in a Bryson, Nosan Oshon, the Yorov, Kesev, Le Dayo, if the robber gave the carbon Oshon to the Kayan's watch of Yorov, and the money he gave to the Kayan's watch of Le Dayo, Salah is, Yaksa Kesev, Eitzel Oshon. They should return their money to be with the carbon Oshon. In other words, with the Kayan of Yorov. These are the words of Rabbi Yehuda. They should return the guilt offering to be with the money and the Kayan's watch to to um, to Liadia, and he will uh, shecht it. So the Gemara says, "Hey, Chidami, what is what is the case?" <laughs> Hey, Chidami, what's the case? If they gave the guilt offering to the Kayan's watch of Yehudov during the priestly watch of Yehudov, so if they gave it by each one's watch, then this one acquired that which belongs to it, and the one acquired that belongs to it. So why should the Beisden remove what was given uh, law, law, lawfully to each uh, mishmar. So Rav says, "What are we dealing with over here? The Yoiv Ashram the Yodav, the Mishmarte the Yodav, where they gave the carbon Ashram to the Kain's wash of the Yodav, the Mishmarte of the Yodav, and the Kesel the Dayov, the Mishmarte the Yodav, and they gave the money of the Dayov in the Mishmar of the Yodav. Rav Yehuda, so Rav Yehuda says, 'Kivin the Mishmarte the the Dayahi, since it's not the Mishmar of the Dayov.'" So the daya consinanle. So then um, we give the daya a kanas, and it's ashram. He has to bring the carbon of the money to the ashram, the money to the ashram. Rabbanon Savri and the Chacham hold shaleika din over bnei Yehudov the kablo ashram mikabi kesev that Yehudov acted unlawfully when they accepted the guilt offering before the robber paid the money. But since the payment of the robbery must be given before the ashram can be offered, therefore we penalize them, and they have to bring the guilt offering in their possession returns to the, be with the money held by Dadia's Mishmar. According to Rabbi Yehuda, according to the statement of Rabbi Yehuda, that if during Yehudah's watch, the robber gave the guilt offering to Yehudah, so if, and the money to Dadi's watch, the money should return to the 
to the Mishmar of Yadav, so, and if the members of the priestly watch, a Yadav went first and sacrificed the guilt offerings, then members of the priestly watch of Yidaya, who already are in possession of the money, should offer it, and and those members of the priestly watch of Yadav acquire that offering that is in their possession. So the Chacham say, Amri, they say, Lamai Chazi, for what purpose is the offering useful? Ashram Postal, is a disqualified carbon Ashram, since it was sacrificed before the payment of the robbery was given, and had to be entirely burnt on the Mizbeach. Amrabah Rabbah says, La'ira, to acquire its hide. Time you learn in Abraisa, Amrabah says, La'dir Rabbi Yehuda, according to Rabbi Yehuda, in Kayim Ashram, if the guilt offering is still extant, Yachza Ashram, Eitzel Kesev, it should bring the guilt offering to be with the money. Bahaz, the Gemara questions about Rabbi Yehuda, but according to Rabbi Yehuda, Yaxi Kesev Eitz Ashim Mislay, it should return the money to be with the guilt offering. So my answer is, what are we dealing with over here? Where it happened that the priestly watch of Yehudah exited at the close of their, of their service, and, and they did not demand the money with the Mishmar's watch of Yedadia. Bakamashman teaches us that uh, the members of the priestly watch could waive their rights to the money in favor of the watch of Idadia. So they're required to give the ashram to the watch of Idadia to sacrifice. Tanyi Dach was taught on Rebbe Rebbe says, according to the statement of Yehuda, if the guilt offering is extant, so then the money must be returned to the guilt offering. So, it's obvious. This is what Rabbi Yudha holds explicitly. Well, so, what Chiddush did Rabbi Yudha teach? So, my answer says, What are we doing over here? The case where it happened that the priestly watch of these and those exited to the end of their temple service, and they did not demand of the other item in the possession of the other watch. You would say that they waive their rights in favor of each other. Therefore, we teach us to give them since they did not demand the guilt offering. It goes back to the first case. The Mishnah taught for one who brings a stolen item to the Kayan before he brings his guilt offering has fulfilled his obligation. One who brings his ashram before he brings his stolen item has not fulfilled his obligation. From where do we know this? It says that the restitution for guilt that is made by Hashem, even the Kayin, besides the ram of the atonement, whereby atonement shall be made for him. From here we learn that the money must be returned first before the guilt offering is brought. Okay. Once the Chacham said to Rav, I'm going to ask you a question. It says, besides the burnt offering in the morning, so too should one learn that the additional offerings are brought first before the morning burnt offering. From what do we know that no carbon shall precede the daily morning offering? The Pazik says, He shall appear the burnt offering upon it. Says, the burnt offering, this is the first burnt offering. Rav said to him, 
We learn this out from this Pasuk, Vadayim Lekibar, yet he did not get a tone. If he gave the principal to him but did not give the additional one-fifth payment, he, he, he's not giving it, he's not, his not giving does not preclude uh, Carbonus uh, sacrificing the Carbonus. From where do we know that if he brought the carbon, uh, that if he brought his payment for the benefit from misuse of Hektish, and Lehevi Hashem, but did not bring his guilt offering, or if he brought his guilt offering, but did not bring his payment to the benefit of the Hektish, I'm sorry, of Mila, so where do we know that he did not fulfill his obligation? That's what the Pesach says, with the ram of the guilt offering, and he shall be forgiven. Rice continues, from where do we know that if he brought his guilt offering before bringing his payment for the benefit of Ashram, that he did not fulfill his obligation, and Tom Lehman, that's what the Pesach says, with his ram of the guilt offering. So Ashram, Mikvar, indicating that the guilt offering was already brought. You would think, just as the ram and guilt offerings are ma'akiv, so to Chemish, Tom Lehman, Be'ela, Ashram, and Yisachlai, the ram of the guilt offerings, he shall be forgiven. El v'asher ma'akim behekdish, which means that they are ma'akim, and chemish ma'akim, but chemish does not. Gemara clarifies, v'yilman hekdish mehekdish behekdish behedit mehekdish, and let the hekdish hekdish be learned from hedit and hedit from hekdish. Hekdish mehedit ma'ashim the ta'atam keren, just like as hekdish, we can learn that the 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 halacha of hedit that just as guilt that is written there. Is uh, af uh, is keren so to af ashram is the hachad be keren. But hadin mehekdish the mahekdish in chemish ma'akiv it's not ma'akiv. Af hadinami in chemish ma'akiv hadin lach agrizel eitzim. We've now concluded agrizel eitzim, and now we're going to begin the last pedek on um, on um, on the next plot of kufir aleph hagrizel umaychel. Okay, zog the mishnah hagrizel umaychel is one of in the case of one who robs another of food and. He stole, he robs another of food, and he feeds it to his children. Or he left a stolen item to them, and then he died. The children are exempt from paying the victim of the robbery after the father's death. But if the stolen item is something that serves as a legal guarantee of the loan, the Yarshim are obligated to pay. Amr of Chizr of Chizr says, If one robbed another and the owners of the stolen item have not yet the spirit of retrieving, and another person came, took it from the robber and ate it, if the owner wishes, he can collect from this one, the first robber. If he wishes, he can collect from the second robber. My time, what's the reason that he may collect from whoever he chooses? Well, come, because as long as the owner did not despair of retrieving, but it remains in possession of its owners. So that when the second robber stole it from the first, he's in fact stealing from the original owner. Nevertheless, since the robber was already obligated to return the item, his obligation remains in force, and the owner could demand payment from whom he wishes. The Gemara questions the opinion based on Tanan. We learned in our Mishnah, in the case of our mission, it says the one who robs another of food and feeds it to his children, and he, or he left a stolen item to them as a Yerusha, he's exempt from paying the victim of the robbery after the father's death. So this is a who holds that one who steals from a Ganev is obligated to pay the owner. We see he's not. Chizda will tell you, that Mishnah that we just quoted, our Mishnah is after the owner 
had already disappeared of retreating them, whereas Reb Chizda was referring to that case where the owner had not yet disappeared. Now, the Mishnah said, if one left a stolen item to his children as a Yerusha, they are children are putter from paying the owner. This teaches that the Cheda, this is to say, that the domain of a Yedish is comparable to the domain of the purchaser. So just as an item that is purchased, purchase leaves the domain of the seller, an item that is inherited leaves the domain of the deceased and is uh, considered the property of the Yedish. Since the owner had, has the spirit of retrieving the item and the item has changed domains, it's entirely the property of the new owner and he's put there from payment. Rav Amar Rav disagrees and says, "Domain of the Yerush is not comparable to the domain of the purchaser, so the item has not undergone a complete change of ownership, and the Yerush may be required to return it." And as explanation of the Mishnah, we're dealing with a case where where they already consumed the stolen goods, so there's nothing to return to the owner. So the Gemara says, but from the later clause that teaches us, if it was something that serves as a legal guarantee, he's chayav to pay. We infer from here that the first clause we're dealing with a stolen item that is kayemis. This is contrary to Rabbi's statement that the Mishnah is discussing stolen goods that have been consumed. So the Chorava, Rabbi tells you, this is what the Mishnah is saying. If the father left a guaranteed property, they're obligated to pay from that property, even if the stolen item is not extant. The Mar asked for how but didn't Rabbi Yehuda teach Rabbi Shimon his son that the Mishnah is the Mishnah that the Mishnah is It's not referring to something that may actually serve as a legal guarantee. In other words, land. Rather, even a cow that he plows with, or or donkey, and he drives it directly from behind. The Yerushim are obligated to return it because of because of the, father, father, the father's honor. It's mashma, the mission is referring to stolen property that is, um, that is extant, not only to land. Rabbi says, Ki when I die, Rebbeisha will come towards me from his place of Meshamayim in order to greet me. As I explain the mission according to the opinion, and thereby honor him. In case of one who robs another and feeds the stolen goods to his children, our father from paying the owner. Now, if he left a stolen item to them as a Yerusha, if the stolen item is Kayim Chayavin, then they are obligated to return it to the owner. In Akzela Kayemes, if it's not Kayem Turin, it is going to be Pater. In Yechlehem Aviyam Akhrais Nechosim, if the father left them a guaranteed property, land, then Chayom Nashalom, they are obligated to pay. So Rav explains the Mishnah as being consistent with the price of Rabeshia, although this explanation is not consistent with the builder's interpretation. Okay, we'll stop. Uh, start by tomorrow by Omar Mar.